The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it's time for a Tuesday edition of Mick Shots inside the SWBC podcast studio here at the beautiful Star in Frisco. Bill Jones, <laughs> Mickey Spagnola, and sitting in for the vacationing Everson hey, Walls, hey. Savannah oh, Hummeler. I got good looking people in the room. I'm in the wrong room. How you doing? Hi, how are you? All right, Everson. Everson Savannah. made uh, Savannah. the grand entrance. <laughs> so he's late talking- just to get food. I was talking with Nate. Man, he said, hey, it's 12 o'clock. Oh, damn. So damn. <laughs> he <laughs> just tried happened. calling me. So technically, <laughs> is Everson late? I think so. I am. I am. A little I'm bit. Little bit. Would Parcells think you're late? Oh, yes. Parcells I just heard five him. minutes early. He says, be on time. <laughs> hey, be on What's time? on time? On time, you're late. Uh-huh. That's the deal. That's if right. you're on time, you're late. That's right. <laughs> that was uh, Joe Avazano's philosophy, too. And Eddie Robinson, by the way. Ten yeah. minutes <laughs> early. Legendary otherwise. Eddie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so here we are. And Savannah, welcome to Mix Shots. Thank you. Y'all me so fast. At least Savannah wasn't sitting in your seat. That's great. Exactly. I, I I steered clear. I'm over here. I appreciate it. And you can find Savannah on social media too, right? You can. Um, sports savvy with the with the underscore Ooh. after it. All right. Sports good. savvy. There you go. <laughs> Finally, you we got some up. sports savviness in the room for mix shots. Yes, because we're so far behind on. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. That's right. That's right. Um, okay, we saw some football last night, and we got. Is that what it was? Oh, you guys were so bored. Well, I was. Y'all, and I, y'all I was never on, text each other during during. Monday actually, night. I was on the elliptical, and I was not watching. And I get it. It was a group text, and we need to add. Uh, sports savvy to yes. the group text now. <laughs> please do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Please and wonder. what was the comment, Mickey? I said these have to be the worst two games I've watched <laughs> simultaneously in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I got off the elliptical, I said, "In Everson, this comes from a man who's watched a whole lot of <laughs> bad football, Mizzou football." <laughs> Not Mizzou football, NFL football. It was off. Did you watch them? I did watch both of them. I, I was bored. Yeah, I was bored. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen more fumbles, interceptions, yes. bad passes? Teams that go against the Cowboys this year. <laughs> where I see fumbles, but both and games, bad passes. At what? At one time, it was like one was eleven to ten, and mm-hmm. the other one was 13-9. I think the main thing was it was very methodical. It was ex- both games extremely methodical. You didn't see any really big plays offensively. Defensively, you did. But offensively, you didn't. I mean, the drives, the old, you know, the drives that you need, okay, we're into the half, we're into the game. You know, they're, they're throwing like God, five yards at a time. It was like watching Witten all over again when he used to be here with them by <laughs> two touchdowns. It was like, hey, let's go through a three-yarder. To, to Jason Witten. That's the kind of stuff. Well, I that was the only thing they can complete. And thus, last night's situation as well. Holy That's all they moly. can complete. Isn't it nice when you get to watch the Cowboys and everything <laughs> goes right? <laughs> Defense just, is exciting. I just uh-huh. think, I just think people, Creating stuff. people need to watch that stuff and understand when they get pissed at the Cowboys, look at what's going. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those teams are, are 
I don't know, all four of them, offensive line problems. They couldn't block. Deshaun Watson's he's missing passes by 10 yards. Yeah. I mean, they weren't just incomplete. They were inoperable. And, and, and you, the commentators were doing their best. Yes. <laughs> to try and make the game watchable. Oh, look at this defense. <laughs> oh, he defense. barely missed that pass. <laughs> oh, the defense played well. That's why he did that. Nope, nope. Just. I mean, the first play of – I forgot which game was first. It was Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah. No, Carolina. No, Carolina, Carolina, yes. Carolina and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. New Orleans? Mm-hmm. And then the other game, which was that with the one, the first That was Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Well, David Carr <laughs> apologized to you. He said, I should play better. I'm going to play better. So that was his apology to and you. And Deshaun Watson said the same thing. After oh, the well, game. okay. <laughs> yeah. Golly. Be- you know, when I started watching, uh, it was when uh, the Steelers' defense looked like the Cowboys' defense. And right. Smith had the strip sack, mm-hmm. and T.J. Watt picked yeah, up the football. Cool. And so it was really exciting when I started watching the game. <laughs> that was the I best thought I was watching Michael Parsons. That was I thought I was watching the Cowboys. If you, were, yeah. if you wanted disaster to watch, yeah. <laughs> that was awful. Okay. All right. Well, we're talking about— But we about... get two more next week, too, because ABC doesn't have anything new on television, so they picked up a, That's right. a football game. Simultaneous. So Great. The, the writers— so do you, you're not, you're not a fan <laughs> of uh, multiple Monday night games. No, it's fine. Just better games. Because there's least things to watch. Well, that's. I think that's why they made it multiple games, because the Monday night schedule wasn't strong enough for Buck and Aikman. And so, so two bad they got games, two to, two to choose is, between, and yeah. so they chose Cleveland it's, and Pittsburgh. As hard as commentators to make those Buck games had a lot exciting. of sarcasm in <laughs> yeah, that, well, that broadcast, so bad. too. <laughs> By the way, so the, the, uh, the record stands intact. And I think uh, Bill Belichick probably had a celebratory phone call to Nick Saban after the game last night when Cleveland lost. The last time the Cleveland Browns started a season 2-0 was 1993 when Bill Belichick was the head coach and yep. Nick Saban was the defensive coordinator. Wow. And Everson Walls was the and defensive coordinator. Were you, were you, you still starting? With them? Still with him. Still were with him in 93. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I was oh, starting. okay. Of course he was starting. Until <laughs> well, they, 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 they cut they me. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I asked. Dickie, you're, you're talking to a future Hall of Famer. Of course he was starting. Should, should already have been a Hall of Famer. That's yeah, true. Yeah, well, we'll know what future right. you're looking at. But if anyway. It, <laughs> leave it up to Bill Belichick. What did Bill Belichick tell Gil Brandt? A couple of years ago, the Hall of Fame ceremony, he said, you know, know who needs said. to go in next? It's Everson he was, Walls. He was hell bound on getting me mm-hmm. in. That's Still right. is. Still yep. is. All right. So Savannah is here and ready to take your text messages. Is mm. that right? I am ready. Eight, I am ready. Bring 817-290-3298 is the highly popular Cowboys podcast text line. And, Mickey, do we have permission to open up the phone lines, too? Sure, we can do that. Okay, 888-855-2297 is the phone number if you'd like to talk with each of us here, scold us, whatever you would like to do. <laughs> Chris, Chris can multitask. You think so? Yeah. He's producer supreme. That's right. Again. Ah, there you go. All right, Mickey, what do you have on your legal pad? Um, I... I I don't know why it was like breaking news yesterday when the Cowboys released Ronald Jones. Um, in my mind, he got released before he even was suspended. He wasn't going to make this team. Mm-hmm. After they drafted Deuce Vaughn and we saw in training camp what Deuce was going to do, 
Um, he, to me, in my mind, watching practice, and then he got hurt. He was the fourth. You said he was going to get suspended? No, he did get suspended. Remember two games? Ah, the yeah. first two games. Yeah, right. I said before he got suspended. I said they, they in their mind, in, he was In cut. my mind, he wasn't going to make the team when they signed him <laughs> to a veteran minimum contract, unless there was an injury. Right. Yeah, he was, he was uh, insurance policy. I was, I was just hoping he could bring some pop. You know, to our third and short and, yeah. and, and fourth and goal, those kind of things. Things played out the way uh, I, in the preseason, the way the Cowboys hoped it would play out. Right. With Tony Pollard being healthy. and Because we got to keep in mind that when Ronald Jones was signed in the offseason, we didn't know for sure where Tony Pollard was going to exactly. be uh, to start training camp. And fortunately, obviously, he was ready to go and, is, and got 32 touches in the second game of the season to show how ready he was. And, uh, and then Rico Dowdle, um, you know, won the and Deuce Vaughn, won their positions like the Cowboys had anticipated they would. And they still wanted to keep Malik Davis on the practice squad. But the first, the first key, you guys, he signs a one-year deal for $1.23 million. So that was telling you that he the signed for the veteran minimum. He got a $152,000 signing bonus, which is the, the, the most you can get a guy if you want to sign him to the veteran minimum. Mm-hmm. They did guarantee him $302,500. Uh, but when you uh, take away the 121000 that he lost on the two-game suspension. So from a dead money standpoint, <laughs> he only cost him $334,000. So, yeah. The, I always say it, right? Follow the money. That's right. And you see how, I mean, you know, Chuma Doga was kind of in that same boat. And, you know, if, if if they didn't have anybody else that had any, when they lost, well, let's go, they lost ball. He might have been gone, too. And the issue for Chuma in his uh, NFL career, he was a third-round draft pick, started eight games with the Jets his rookie season, is he's been injury-prone throughout his uh, time in the NFL. And sure enough, he's been injury-prone in the short time he's been here in Dallas so far. Right. Twice now, yeah. right? The, so Initially in training camp when he missed a bunch of practice and now uh, with the elbow, which I guess brings us to the injuries. If you're listening to Mike McCarthy yesterday, Jerry Jones this morning, uh, it sounded like Zach Martin's probably not going to practice tomorrow, but he's going to play, right? He didn't practice all training camp. And, he came in mm-hmm. for victory formation. Right, he so, did. Yes. Right, exactly. So um, ankle, and he even said after the game, it was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be back. You can see where he kind of uh, re-injured it. He was limping badly. Uh-huh. Everybody's looking back on the ground. That's where he was uh, doing one of those uh, goal line plays. And thank God he got up. Right. Yeah. So So anyway, uh, and I think Truma maybe later in the week. Um, I want to know about Tyler Smith. Uh, Tyler Smith is getting close. So I think he last may, week he was getting close. He may have a chance. Okay. Let's put it that way. He didn't have a chance last week. I think that was just gamesmanship going on. Brandon Cooks, I think, has a chance. He had a chance at the end there, but they decided not to. And they got – you know what happened? If you think about this, you guys, it it almost turned into a – you know how they talk about relief pitchers coming in, low leverage situations? Well, they got to see some young offensive linemen, T.J. Bass and 
awesome Richards in low leverage situations because the games were kind of in hand by time they played uh, and got a chance to see if what we saw from Jalen Tolbert in training camp was for real. And it was. He came in at, what, three catches? Mm -hmm. Uh, I had to go back and look. I said, I wonder when's the last time he caught a pass. Well, it was November 20th against Minnesota. Uh, And he only had one or two catches last year. And that was a blowout win. And that was a blowout win. So they got him out there, got him some snaps. So kind of the best of both worlds. You you know, you, you don't have any like season-ending injuries, but you got young guys some snaps. That's what happens when you get up 30 to 10 on a mm-hmm. team and 40 to nothing on a team. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. All right. Hey, we've got Mick in Austin next up here on Mick Shots. Mick in Austin on Mick Shots. <laughs> Sounds right to me. Hey, no, Nick, not Oh, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the first caller of the year, and I'm the first caller today. All right. What you got? Uh, uh, I was calling in because I had a couple. Um, first of all, I, I got a, a question for Everson. Um, do you think, because I was watching, you know, watching the quarterback, um, obviously Gilmore is slower than he used to be. He couldn't catch that one guy, Garrett. There was no way. Uh, but he's still a, a heck of a corner. But my deal is on the other side with Big Boy Garrett was uh, was it? Yeah, Garrett Wilson was uh, posting him up pretty good too. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if they had a better quarterback, would things have been different? Uh, number one, and uh, on that interception, if you watch it, it, it looks like Diggs just happened to be lucky and be, you know, just right there. You know, and the ball just came right to him. Um, you don't sound like much of a Diggs fan. Oh, no, I love Diggs. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's great. You know, he's just, he just, he has those days. You know, uh, it's like, you know, he's just fine. They used to say the same thing about me, Nick. The ball used to just find Everson. And there's no, you know, there's no perfect quarterback. There's never going to be that. I believe next to quarterback, that's the hardest position to play. Uh, that, now, uh, that I agree with you on. And, 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 and let me say this, Nick. Let me say this. Yeah. I was just talking with Nate Newton in the lunchroom there, and uh, we were talking about, you know, we, we like to nitpick as former players. Oh, for sure. We never just say, okay, this is great. We're a perfect team. You know, we like to look at the things because we were, we were uh, diagnosed in that manner. We like to look at uh, – at games and see where we made our mistakes, not where we did well. We always nitpick and look at our mistakes. And, yeah, there were a couple of times where uh, Diggs was, was a little bit hungry uh, on the, uh, the tip pass uh, that Demarcus Lawrence, I believe, uh, made on Zach Wilson. Yeah, he was beat on that play. And the, the, the confounding thing about that was he had inside help. So there was no reason for him to take the inside move. He should have kept his outside leverage on that play. And, yes, you're right. If that, would have, uh, if that would have not been tipped, it would have been an easy touchdown on Diggs. But when you look at any defensive back in any game, Nick, that's just the way it is. Defensive backs play 40 to 50 plays a game. You're going to cover a wide receiver up and down the field all day long. There are going to be those moments. That's why this is a team game, Nick, so that when I mess up, 
my teammates may cover for me. And that's what happened with Diggs in the game. Also, he mentioned if there was a better quarterback out there. I don't know if a better quarterback would have reduced the amount of pressure the Cowboys put on Wilson. I mean, he may be more mobile than Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let, let's let's remember that. Part it would be too. hard for Aaron Rodgers to come up with protection that would give him more than the three or four seconds. And that I think you we need. talked about it yesterday on the Gilmore thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he was trailing. I, I, and you know, I don't know. If I don't know if they're teaching this um, not just on this team, but around the league. But I see a lot of outside leverage coverage, and I never did like that. Of course, Tom Landry had You'd us rather inside, inside all the time. We gave up sidelines and curl routes because the inside route is just as bad as the deep route. Mm-hmm. It can be. It can go to the house just like it did. Or if remember Billy? Was it Billy Wadi? Nineteen eighty. Mm. Yeah, right. We yep. lost. Uh, was it overtime or the end of a ball game? Billy Wadley catches one going across the middle, Cowboys versus Rams. And that's when Tom Landry changed the way defensive backs played on his team against with the flex. And it would have helped on that play, by the way, if Hooker comes up on and the make right the play, angle make the play. and, and makes the And I'm the assuming that's what uh, Gilmore was expecting. I'm yeah. assuming that. Right. All right, we're just getting started on this edition of Mix Shots. Michael in California will be up next. We're taking your text as well. 817-290-3298 is the text line, and we're back in a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Savannah Humo. That was good, Savannah Way. Wow, we have upgraded at that position. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, come on. Oh, you sound much better than the previous person. Uh Wow. (laughs) Well, at least one person here likes me on this show. (laughs) Who, you? (laughs) Oh, that's two then. Savannah, we need to hear about Savannah, okay? Where are you from? I uh, was born in Denver, but grew up in San Diego, California. All right. But I've been in Dallas for a few years now. Went to school at the University of North Texas. All right. Yes. All right. My entire family went to UNT. Oh, my God. My two sisters, my niece. My son, oh my goodness, just so many people went to Go Mean Green. Yeah, Green got a win. Here's the the best part of where she lived, right? Skiing and surfer. There you go. How about that? Best of both worlds, honestly. (laughs) That's sports savvy right there. There you go. All right, sports savvy, we have a text, right? We have a text. Mike from Boston would like to know if you guys are concerned with Michael Gallup. He feels it's been a long time since Gallup has really done anything. Mike McCarthy answered that question, and um, he sounded like they need to make a point in this next game of getting mm-hmm. getting him the ball, mm-hmm. not just calling plays and saying, okay, we're reading this or reading that. They need to get him involved. And, and, and he was kind of pointing out it wasn't his fault. It was just kind of how things played out. Um, I thought it looked like they were de- deliberately trying to get the ball to CD. Yeah. I mean, they were calling his plays only. That's what it looked like. How about from the standpoint you're moving CD around and Sauce Gardner is only on one side of the field and it's an opportunity to – you know that Sauce is not traveling with CD and – so you like that those matchups and when CDs up against somebody else. So we else. we created matchups, yeah. mismatches with mm-hmm. with the, the with that, and you could tell that Gallup is ready. I mean, yeah. the ball they threw to him, you you could see that athleticism was back just on that one play, which was pretty impressive. He was trying to break out of that, and you didn't see that last year from him because you could tell that the knee was still bothering him or, or whatever he had injured. So, yeah, I'm hoping that they do come back to him this game of just the rest of the year. And I'd That have was to, a concern of mine. I'd have to go back and look because Gardner didn't travel. And when CD was in the slot, you know, who was on Gardner's side? Was it Gallup? And they took the matchup they liked most. And then on the other side, they, they, were, they were working the – DJ Reed, right? It was it was very good though. Yeah, still pretty good. But DB. but that, that I think that was the side that Tolbert, uh, not yeah, Tolbert caught the passes mm-hmm. from on those slants. Who was good too, by the way. Another guy because of injury got snaps in the game. Were you surprised 
that Sauce didn't follow CD. I thought that's at, what at was going to happen. Because, I mean, they are man-to-man most of the time. They weren't playing zone, if I recall. You know all the brilliant people that do the matchups? That yeah. was one matchup they wanted to exactly. see. Well, go ahead. Match up with him. I, I, did, did we know that he would not follow? Uh, I, I assume that he would, especially yeah. in a game like this one when you have no Aaron Rodgers and this is a huge game. I, don't, I, I haven't they watched gonna... enough about the Jets, but I assume that maybe he's always – he's still young in his career, yeah. rookie last year. And, no, that and doesn't maybe, mean anything to New York fans. Right. He's the best ever. <laughs> but maybe they, they left him at that one spot all yeah. last year. I don't know. Or maybe he doesn't like the slot. You know, the, hey, when you when you're a baller, you're a baller. You it go in the slot where and cover. the man is. If he if they move him, you go with him. We've had those moments, especially and, on third downs with the Cowboys. We didn't really travel much uh, in zone. In man, of course, we did. But yeah, you got to. And he didn't travel with Stefan Diggs the week before hmm. on Monday night. Yeah. All right, Michael in California, you're next up here on Mix Shots. Hello, Michael. Goodbye, Michael. It's a long <laughs> distance call. Yeah, he's, on, to he's on mute. Yes, he's on is. mute. He's coming back. Come on, here you are. Come on, Mike. Uh, maybe not. Maybe he's not. trying to find that mute button. He's, okay, uh, he's one of the big things that uh, <laughs> the so-called experts like to do, mm-hmm. and the true experts like to do it too, early in the season especially, power rankings in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And for those of you not watching the video here on Mix Shots, you did not see the roll <laughs> of the eyes from Mickey Spagnola when I mentioned power rankings. So, who do you think might be the number one ranked power ranking team in the National Football League through two weeks of the season? Who would you put number one? I would put the Cowboys. <laughs> but I know that the league may put the Niners. And I'm just throwing it out there. I haven't even seen the power. Oh, I thought you had the answer. But I'm I'm going to assume like a good lawyer. He's supposed to know the answer. But I'm going to assume that through two weeks, the the knee jerk reaction that is typical of observers normally is the Cowboys would be number one power rank. I still think it's they would do San Francisco. I do, too. And I haven't seen anything. I, I think because we've been here before. You know, I think they're afraid. Well, why wouldn't they do Philadelphia? Because they Philadelphia look like they is don't the look defending good. conference they champion. Don't, they don't look good yet. You know it's coming, but they aren't there. Isn't Atlanta yet. 2-0 too? Bill, I actually did this last week, by the way. I took 10 power rankings around the NFL. Oh, you so did? I did? Like NFL, okay. ESPN, CBS Sports, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. All the big ones, okay? So I put everybody's power rankings into a top 10. So then I gave everybody a point system, you know, Tim is one. Did you publish so this or is this No, just I just did this on my back. Okay. Hey, back here. So <laughs> He's got for all this time I have on my hands. He's got kids. So, um, yeah, I have kids. <laughs> this is what I do at home. <laughs> so, yes. So uh, the number one team throughout the whole league was San Francisco. They had 97 points, which eight, eight, eight number one. And it was Philadelphia and then Dallas, Kansas City, and then Miami. Yeah, they had Philly five. over us? Wow. Yep. So... We did get one number one vote, and that was from The Athletic. Gave us a number one vote. John Machoda gave us the number one vote (laughs) of The Athletic. 
right? Well, I would imagine. That, that, that sounds par for the course. PFF gave, gave Kansas City the number one vote. Producer Supreme, yes. since uh, you are on the air right now, uh, you told me a caller's name and where they're from. Uh, Alex and- in Arkansas. <laughs> let's just get to him, okay? Let's go to Alex, Alex in Arkansas. Hopefully, hopefully we do better on the text line. Okay? <laughs> maybe, maybe Savannah needs to handle the phone calls. <laughs> Alex, talk. Alex in Arkansas, you're next up. Good afternoon, my friend. Hey, Alex. Uh, good afternoon, Bill, Everson, Mickey, and Savannah. I listen to you guys every day at lunch because you guys c- come on the same time I get my lunch break from 12 to 12.40. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Everson, man, the only thing you and Darren Woodson did wrong is that you all wore a Cowboys uniform. If you played for the Steelers, <laughs> you would have been in a long time ago. Are, are you? Did he say Steelers? Steelers. Uh, you a Steelers fan? No, I'm no, a dead no, no, okay. He just knows. He's saying that he just Steelers. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Raiders. Or Raiders. Or Raiders. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, ever since I, I enjoyed. I'm a longtime Cowboy fan. I went to the one and fifteen season, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> that was tough. So, so my point tough is on all of us. Yes, my point is. I can't remember the last time I watched back-to-back Cowboys games this stress-free. At no point in these two games, I thought we was in trouble of losing this game. I am so it is so refreshing to see that the team is pulling together and not against each other. What I mean by that is that the coaches on the offensive side is smart enough to recognize right now the strength is the defense. Because if I give you if I give you five turnovers and you give me four back, then you only gain in one, and that's what was happening in the past. And I just I thought Mike McCarthy would do a greater job because of his experience. Not that Kellen Moore is not a great offensive coordinator. I think him and Dak age is too close, and Mike McCarthy would know better what to do a play situational football. And this is exactly what's happening. So, man, I am happy. I enjoy listening to you guys. And y'all have a blessed day and always go Cowboys. Thank you, Alex. All right. Appreciate that. Right. Very, very Some nice. energy. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I love that. He had his food. He has lunch with him. That's good. Man. Well, let's mm-hmm. put it this way. So the Cowboys are 2-0, and and I went back to check the previous 2-0s, and O's, and this is the third time they've been t- at least 2-0 to start a season since 2008. Hmm. They were 2-0 wow. in 20 they were 3-0 in 2019 and 2-0 in 2015 before Tony Romo got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then they lost seven straight. So don't take 2-0 for granted like right. okay they do this all the time mm-hmm. and then fail. I am surprised that is so few times. Yeah, I was that's, too. That's kind of shocking. But the reason I looked it was because everybody was making a big deal out of McCarthy having lost all the season openers since he's been here. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time he won the season opener. Yeah, I had a feeling uh, uh, Keller Moore's name would come up. You could, you could see the difference, though. Uh, I mean, we weren't trying to necessarily go down the field a whole lot of times, but you saw where we didn't take the, the, our, feet, our foot off the gas, but we changed our M.O. You know, we made sure 
that we were going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, wear these guys down to make sure that we didn't make any mistakes. And having said that, the Jets are a tough defense right. to run down. And they, 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 they kept softening them up every time with Tony Pollard and also with the other running 25 back. carries. Yes, that's impressive. And, and you didn't get much of a yard per, per average. Right. But at the same time, you got a lot of work. Uh, in from your offensive linemen, and they were able to go forward and pound those defensive linemen. I think they felt a lot better that they weren't pass blocking so much during this part of the game when last year that's what they were doing. This time they're going forward. And we talked about how offensive linemen love to go forward, especially late in the ball game. All right. Uh, Alex went down uh, memory lane in 1989, and we're going to go down Cowboys Cardinals memory lane with Everson when we come back on Mix Shots and just. <laughs> oh, I like this. <laughs> the Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket and the smoker. Miller Lite and the Cool, America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. To shots. Dallas Cowboys game time powered by Lenovo, the official gaming platform and community of the Dallas Cowboys. Sign up now to compete in Madden 24 for a chance to win two tickets and a VIP experience to a 2023 Dallas Cowboys home game. Qualifiers begin on October 6th and run through the 13th. Learn more and register at DallasCowboys.com. 
today. All right. So, so professional. Yes. Boy, it's just such a change. Savannah Hugh-Muller has joined us on Mix Shots <laughs> to God. save the day. Thank God. Yeah. Bill Do I Jones, get credit Everson for Walls, Mickey my, Spagnola. my recruiting ability? No, you don't. He's Mickey, the recruiting coordinator. <laughs> you, you, yes. you saved your Mickey own ass. Mickey takes that one. He <laughs> saved his own ass. <laughs> I'm getting so much abuse reading this stuff. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to take it back. <laughs> Savannah, uh, we're going to go back in Cowboys Cardinals history here. The caller Alex in Arkansas brought up 1989, and there was a road game in Phoenix. Oh, Lord, I Walls knew that's where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> Have we nothing else to talk about? <laughs> it just it just occurred to me when he brought up 1989. This is not helping me it with Ring Cowboys of Honor. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> It was not a good season, and but uh, the story after the game, it was a uh, Cowboys actually took the lead late, and then the Cardinals won the game on a touchdown pass to Ernie Jones. It's like twenty four twenty. So many final, layers, something so like many that. layers to this. And story. then what happened after the game? Actually, ever they I took the lead twice. They did. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. happened twice. And it was twice the same guy, same, guy. same quarterback. It wasn't. Uh, uh, God, what was the, the stud's name? Number 16. Plumber? It was Tupa. Tupa. Was it, it Tupa? It wasn't the starter. Yeah, it Tom was Tupa. Tupa. Tupa was the punter. Better known for his punting he ability. He punted. Yeah. And he comes in. <laughs> we're playing cover two. And, man, he lights us up on my side of the field uh, twice. Two man and two zone. And, uh, man, Jimmy was smoking, boy. And, uh, we were just like, okay, game's over. Uh, damn, tough loss. You know, shucks, all that stuff. And we're just talking to the guys out on the field. I'm talking with Roy Green, who didn't right. get to play that much, who's usually the guy running by me yeah. on that side of the field. But he didn't play. And so we weren't even talking about the game. We got into a conversation. He looks over my shoulder. He goes, hey, I think your coach is talking to you. Because Jimmy was being led off. You know, with the marshals or whatever. And I turned around and said, what's going on? Get your head out. Okay. What's happening here, man? Fraternizing like, with yeah, the like, enemy. I didn't even know what that word meant at the time. Uh -huh. Jeez, okay. You learned it real quick. I did, didn't I? Fraternized. So I, I chased him because he said it again. I chased him. And that, I remember the, the, um, the telecast. That's the last thing they saw. They saw was me running after him <laughs> down the, as we cursed each other out going down the corridor. And uh, I always say the ironic part of it was you're talking about fraternizing. The only thing that separated us from just spitting at each other's faces was Eugene Lockhart and Earl Farrell, who were op Cardinals and, and linebacker for the Cowboys. They were uh, hugging each other, walking down the corridor. And that's the only thing that separated Jimmy and I. So I thought that was a, a bit ironic. We're talking about fraternizing. The only thing that stopped us from fussing about it was two guys hugging each other from opposite teams. Well, the, the, the other part of the story was the guy that was supposed to be helping out, and I don't mean to throw him under the bus, but uh, Vince, he knows. Vince Albright he knows. was the safety all, he's deep. He's apologized many and times. And he was supposed to come <laughs> over and help out, and he was late getting there both times. Both times. Right? And the weird thing of the game, as I remember, uh, was that Troy had his best day as a rookie. I, I, he threw for 300 and some yards. Uh, and I think at least one, if not two, were two – Dixon. Mm -hmm. I forgot his first Number 86. Name. Yep. Uh, James Dixon? James Dixon. 
and he he, bur- he burned them after guy. they took the lead on the first one. He was a speedster. Past you, mm-hmm. and he threw one and got almost knocked out of the game to Dixon again, and they took the lead the second time. Uh, and the the story on Dixon, I'll never forget this. The next year, he had suspect hands, okay? But he was a speedster. He yes, could he run. Was. So the next year, they started working him at, at running back, at tailback, right? And so I remember we asked Jimmy about Dixon going the tailback, and he said, sometimes it's safer to hand him the ball than throw it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to to extend our fiasco uh-huh. uh, with me and Jimmy, because uh, he's still hot. I mean, that night, and then going to the next day, he has a radio show. And, you know, at the time, everybody had radio shows. And uh, so he's going on. We were, at the time, we were at Tony Rom- Roma. Tony Romas. Tony Romas. Yeah, and they yep. used to feed us all the time. So all the guys were there. And Michael Downs had got cut and got, gotten cut the year before. He decides to join us anyway because, you know, we were still buddies. And all of us were there. And he goes, hey, man, Jimmy just got through killing you <laughs> <laughs> on the radio. And I was like, oh, really? Because yeah, I thought, you know, we were, we were done with it. And uh, what, what they didn't realize was uh, they knew it, but I had a radio show as well. And it aired right after Jimmy's show. <laughs> and so, oh, it was dicey. And, of course, I'm with Randy Galloway. The the oh, best yeah. the best radio partner you can yeah. ever have. Ray, Randy was so cool. He's like, all right, Everson, let's go get into it. And we got. <laughs> he knew I was gonna come out blasting, so I came out with both barrels, man, smoking. But uh, yeah, it wasn't good for either one of us. And whether I said anything or not on the radio. I don't think it would have mattered. He was gonna replace me anyway. Right. At, with. Uh, but that was the. Final yeah. straw. Yeah, right? that was it. That, yeah. But if you if you look up the word fraternize in the dictionary, you will see a picture of Everson Walls. Hey, Roy Green. <laughs> <laughs> With Jimmy in the background. <laughs> so that lost ended up being, did they play him twice that year? No, just once. I, I think, the, and what really hurt, not just... No, I, no, I, you did. You played them twice that year. That was the second time. Yeah. Got beat 24-20, mm-hmm. but it was the game following the only win of the season. That's the point. Mm-hmm. That's the point. And, and he, you know, he's like, you know, I know he was upset because, you know, we had a little thing. You know, we could have had a, a little uh, run going. And that's what everybody was looking forward to. Yeah, because there was no first-round draft pick to play for because they'd already used that uh, that draft pick. And and we were 0-8 <laughs> before Walsh. that game. Yeah. We were 0-8 before that game. And uh, that was against the Redskins, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. Redskins at the time. Right. And that's when, it, when we were in the locker room and he goes, ah, he was just yelling, yelling like, Jimmy. We're 0-8. I said, we're 1-8. What are you expecting to happen here? And, boy, that's all he hung on to. Go, go on, that's all go he on hung rolled on to. Out. Yeah, he thinks we're going to 8-8 eight eight to the playoffs. Like, bro, we couldn't even make 8-8 eight eight at the time. Well, well you know we what, though? The next two games, you got beat 24-20. Mm-hmm. Then you and I was not on the field. Miami, 17-14. <laughs> was not on the field Close that again. Either. And then there was seemingly some momentum, and it was Thanksgiving, and Philadelphia came in 27 yeah. nothing. Is that the Bounty Bowl? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, it was. Um, Jimmy, so if, Jimmy has been throwing me under the bus ever since. So if, ever since. if the trade deadline had not passed, Everson, you would have gotten traded probably. Right? Cut. I'm surprised that he no, just got cut me. He, he, he's yeah. going to get something for you, yeah, right? He didn't get much. Yeah. Got an ass whooping <laughs> the next year a couple of times. That's what he got. And so the rest of the story is Everson goes on to the New York Giants <laughs> and they win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, so you, when you look at it all, hey, life is life. And then the Cowboys you know? wound up going yeah, and winning three out of four Super Bowls. See what I'm saying? So, Everybody's cool. Uh-huh. Everybody's cool. It all worked out. There's no ill feelings here. Oh, 30. yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop right there, William. Let's stop I'm right glad, there. I'm glad Savannah's got to see this side, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. And oh, I think yeah. she has a text message, oh, too. That's right. I do. Arthur from Spring, yeah. Texas, uh, would like to know that is it pars- possible that Mike McCarthy is being a good poker player with being conservative with the run game i do i think there was something to it uh, at the goal line i I don't think he wanted to tip his hand i I think he had some plays that they wanted to use Mm -hmm. and uh you know they had some plays that should have worked right you mentioned hendershot yep and you missed he missed Missed, Dak missed him missed uh, ferguson and there was the play with um Rico Doddle, where you tried to jump, jump cut. Yeah, jump cut. You don't jump cut from the one yard line. You jump back two yards if you. So do. when you when you think about it, those were at least two more opportunities where for touchdowns should have come away with right? touchdowns. Yeah, still. and they weren't fancy plays either. So I think once he saw that they could work, right. That's all he needed to see. And then, and then when you're up the way they were up, just That's hand, a good hand way the ball to do it. And by the way, there was a pass on the sideline that Sauce Gardner could have picked off earlier in the game, and that was the only way. A play like that was the only play, only way that the Jets were going to get back. Nate and I talked game. about that play. But First you know what? Dak should have known better because that's how he Jack, you Dak know was throwing Dak, it away. He was trying to throw it away. Well, that was horrible. He he couldn't he couldn't throw it away. <laughs> yeah, he just he throw needed it? to throw one yeah. of the Deshaun Watson passes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but at at that time, yeah, he, I still thought, and I told Nate this, I still thought we could have won the game anyway, even if he would have returned that for a pick six. Right. Yeah. But that was close. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. We're out of time on this. Well, Doesn't that go fast? We're going to stop it on time. Really uh-huh. change. We might have text messages all piled up over there. We probably have it from weeks before. It's the first time that we just had no one looking. One of us knew how to do it. There might be a few in there. Let's get somebody younger in here who knows how to do it. All right. So that does it for a Tuesday edition of Mix Shots. And everybody's back to work tomorrow. Cardinals Week officially starts tomorrow. That's right. And we'll be here once again. All right. And for all of us here, we appreciate you joining us. And Everson closes the show, as Everson always does, with... Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!